Yes, here we are again with another um, episode of Conversations in My Car. Today I've got a special guest, Mr. Adrian Reed. Adrian is a colleague of mine. We work together for we've been working together for over a year, and um, uh, we've we've clicked from day one. You know, we work together, like I said, and we meet now and again. I started work for a few drinks and chat a little bit. Um, I feel a strong connection with him um, for being a black guy, of course, and and um, for being you know the London connection. And um, yeah, today we first of all want to just check with Adrian first. How how's he doing? How's he enjoying his life in Sweden? How was his weekend? Um, just and then we go from there. We got, today we're going to talk about the. Um, traveling uh, while it's black, what our experience when we travel. Um, yeah, Adrian, you know, thank wow. you, thank you for for being here today. Thank you for for coming in and have a little chat and share your experience in traveling. Uh, yeah, no first of all, you know, just how how you how are you? How you been? How's things? How's work? Yeah, no. Well, first of all, thank you for that introduction. I've never had an introduction like that in my life. <laughs> no, I've been blessed and thanks for the opportunity to come and talk about something that I'm very passionate about as well, travelling. It's uh, definitely a subject that I'm really passionate about. But yeah, my weekend's been okay, you know, just, as you know, doing the grind, working, relaxing, enjoying this new country that I've moved to. Yeah, it's nice. The weather's been good. Uh, it's nice to be able to live somewhere a little bit outside the concrete jungle that we all know is uh, home <laughs> but yeah Sweden's nice uh, enjoyed a couple of the walks forest uh, forest walks and lakes yeah, it's been good it's been a nice weekend good good so um, Sweden does it does he match your expectation what what was your your thought of Sweden before you moved here you know? I, I, I know you you used to work for a Swedish company mm. you've been here a few times before and uh, you kind of had a, a little insight in the country. Uh, but now you, you settle here, you live here. What is your experience? Do you know what? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's changed from the beginning. Mm. It's been, you know, when I used to come over, um, most of the time every year, it was like the calm mm. to the jungle that I'm used to of London and the noise and everything that goes along with it, living at 24 24-7 lifestyle at 100 miles an hour coming to Sweden it's just calm and that's the thing I've probably appreciated the most is just to be able to just come take my foot off the accelerator a bit and enjoy the current as opposed to always thinking always thinking 10 steps ahead always working living by the clock when do I have to do this I've got this amount of time to do this I've got this time to do this you know, and then forgetting that you know you need to look after yourself and manage yourself, and your health comes first. And it gets to a time in London where you can easily run yourself down if you're not aware of how who you are and what you're doing. So moving to Sweden and having the ability to just relax a little bit more, taking a lot more nature, uh, yeah, that's been one of the best things for me personally. Uh, the people, on the whole, have been good bit different to where I'm from you know I'm a little bit more open people are a little bit more open where I'm from a bit more friendly here it seems like a challenge you know just to get a hello 
<laughs> I think one of the good things is that I can walk in a place and people don't seem to be too scared when it's just me and them on a path in the forest by ourselves. They don't jump around and call the police. Other than that, they just ignore you. But yeah, that's fine. But yeah, other than that, it's been okay. Been all right experience so far. Mm, now that's that's good to hear, man. But you you touched on something that uh, I experienced too. Um, when I used to to live in London, uh, my experience. One thing that I've noticed uh, when I moved to Sweden was that in in England, it, this uh, rush you rush you're always rushing to somewhere or doing something. I remember eating and quoting myself. You know why am I? And like eating so quick, like in a hurry, and I was not going to go anywhere. I was just at home eating or enjoying a meal with my friends. But I, I, I found myself rushing with my food. Whereas here, it's more relaxed, as you mentioned before. And um, I enjoy this bit. You know, I really do. It's, you know, you kind of step back a little bit, and then you see the world with a different view. Whereas in London, everything is in your face, and you haven't got time to. To digest the things that you see, or or things that you 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 know have time with people. Here is more relaxed, and I enjoy. It. I really do. Quality, yeah. Uh, it's it's the quality. It's all right. Me trying to see ten of my friends in one evening, mm-hmm. but it's what what is the quality, the time, what is the amount of quality, or the type of quality, sorry, that I have with my friends, and seeing ten. It's better to see five one day and see three another day and two the other day mm-hmm. but spend quality time and you know me and my but me and my people we always have quality time regardless but still when you're looking at the clock it's a bit much you know and that's that's the big difference as you said it's just having time time is one of the things that i value the most here and i'm bad with time as it is mm-hmm. so Moving to Sweden, I must say, has been good for my timekeeping. As oh, all my mate. friends will know, because I know they don't play over here when it comes to timekeeping. So yeah, still working on it, but yeah, it's better than before. <laughs> nah, it's the same thing, man. But I, I, you know what? I I didn't. If I in England, you know, in London, if I was supposed to meet someone, let's say three o'clock, I used to live in East London, and I was meant to meet meet this person. Okay, Angelica, my my missus. Um, when we start dating, we were supposed to. We decided, okay, I'll meet you at three o'clock. I lived in East London and she lived in West London, so we meet, we decided three o'clock. And at three o'clock, I was this when I was gonna have my shower. And uh, as you know, it takes at least forty-five minutes to an hour <laughs> to get to the other side of London. At best. <laughs> at best, yes. And uh, I would get there. And she would, she would be upset, you know. Why, you know? And I didn't get it. I said, "Well, I'm here now, am I? Isn't that supposed to be the the main thing that I'm here?" And then, you know, but I didn't get why she got upset. Once we moved to Sweden, that's that's when I that's when I understood how rude I was, you know, to be that late. Uh, because here the timekeeping is 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 um is very important and I like it I like it yeah you know yeah. like it I like it I, I've got I've, I'm a diff I like it and I don't like it because mm-hmm. obviously I like it because I need to be on time more places and you know my, some of my friends respect me even more that I'm on time it's current joke but you know it's all about the BMT time where we're from <laughs> we know about the black man time yeah. it's all about you've got to give yourself 
an hour or two hours extra to turn up because it's the way you do if you could tell me to meet you at five i'm not getting ready until five to five and then i know i've got a 40 minute journey as you <laughs> said but it's okay it's all right but sweden no they don't play <laughs> i think that's how you lose friends and relationships <laughs> if you start turning up an hour late yeah, it's all good that's true mate. yeah you know okay let's get into the conversation that we are meant to have in today um, our experiences in traveling whilst black you know when we go on holidays um if you want to talk a bit about that and then i can yeah just what what what, what is your experience well, travel travel for me it's it's my detox like i've mm. done it since i was 15 16 like small places like by myself i travel around the uk by myself just if and when I wanted to, you know, as long as my mum knew I'm going for a weekend, didn't have to go anywhere to go with anyone, just pick up and go to, say, Liverpool, go to Brighton, go anywhere, just to just have that experience of going by myself and trying something different, you know, it's one of those things. When I turned 19, I'd say that is when, you know, I was obviously more independent, I was allowed to go more places by myself, but it just kicked on from there. And I enjoyed the experience. There's no better feeling than knowing you're going to the airport for me. I mean, even getting on the train, going towards the airport, you get into the airport, like you start getting the rush of like, yeah, I'm leaving. You get, you go through security eventually, because we all know what happens through security. <laughs> we always get stopped. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. What so that's another 20 minutes or half an hour. So you always got to plan time for that, as it is, as I tell my friends. And then you get up in that plane, the plane takes off, relax you feel the rush you're hovering you're flying through the air oh no better feeling mm. so traveling i love traveling it's one of my biggest joys in life what i do not like though my experiences as a black guy traveling is the labels that seem to get put on you even before you get on the plane as i said security as you probably know yourself security is the number one thing first and foremost you go there spoke we've spoken before I could be and have no metal on me, but yet the machine always beeps. <laughs> you know, I've had to ask my mum, like, have I had any metal put in me as a baby or something? Yeah. Because it just seems to beep when there's nothing put on me that beeps. Mm -hmm. And when I play the game with the security now, most of the time, because I have my own system of how I go through security. So I'm always, I have nothing metal on me, no money, no watches, no nothing. I'm in either a tracksuit, which has no metal buttons or anything just to and see no belt. no belt nothing at all i've got my i've only got my thin socks on and no hat so i never understand why we play the game of will the machine beep and nine times out of ten the machine will beep and then we just do it as a joke to question all right so what is on me oh yeah it must be the machine it's like just tell me you're pressing the button it's okay you can profile me it's okay mm -hmm. it's the profiling experience and that is what i cannot stand part one let alone when you get to certain countries part two it's like what are you doing here is this your passport and you're like hold on a minute i've just paid my money to come to your country and you can't even welcome me mm. you know it's that that's probably one of the things that can start you off bad and it'll for me it'll blacklist you as a country i ain't going there again and i'll tell everybody about it mm. you know but then obviously we've got the experiences some countries you're welcomed and you get to walk around freely no problems walk into a shop no one's following you 
and or even still the undercover stuff that we know where the slight little glance or the pull of the bag or that little undercover feeling that you know okay maybe i should stay in the light <laughs> and walk around by myself yeah you know but it, it varies from countries and continents definitely uh, the experience but yeah it's definitely a factor and as some of my friends have realized they don't i have a different freedom to what they have mm-hmm. they have a bigger freedom than i do and then some of them have had to witness it to see it for their own eyes that it's not the same no it's not definitely not mate I, you know if i'm going to talk about my experience um yeah that has it's been you know growing up in europe is is not easy man um i get stopped nine out of ten uh traveling from here to london London back here to other places um, around Europe is um, always the same conversation, always the same issues. Um, they check my passport, they check again, they check again. They ask me, they've asked me, like they've asked you, is this you? <laughs> and I laugh in their faces sometimes, are you serious? <laughs> and um, yeah, and uh, it's, it's, it's tough, it's tough, you know. Uh, and you know, the only reason they're stopping you is for being black. You know, and that is, um, you know, frustrating. It is um, hurtful, yeah, definitely hurtful. I would say that, and uh, upsetting. You know, because you know, the only reason they're stopping me, they're stopping me, is because I am black. You fit a profile. Exactly. That they have on their book. Yeah, exactly. Something they've created themselves, and now, and now, they just, yeah, they just profile you. Uh, profile you. That's that's for me is is disgusting. Is disgusting. And um, and I'm sure, like I've experienced, you know, I'm pretty sure that uh, I would say 95, 98% of black people traveling in Europe experience that sometime in, in, in their lives, you know, um, which is unnecessary, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it is, um, it's frustrating, really frustrating, pisses me off. Uh, and funny thing is, the, 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 the times that I travel that I then get stopped, uh, yeah, it's happened a few times, but it, it's when I'm traveling with uh, with a gentleman. Yeah. Right? If it's just me or another black person, guaranteed, mate, we, we're going to be stopped. We take turns who goes yeah. first. Yeah, who exactly. Get stopped. It's yeah. a game. It's, a, it's, part of, it's part of the travel experience. We play mm-hmm. a game who can get stopped the longest. Like, yeah. That's because that's how bad it is. Yeah. You know? The, Mm-hmm. You know what? With with this, I have a question. Where does does this come from? Where this profile is coming from? I don't get it. What is it? And I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out. I'm, but I, until today, I still haven't I still haven't, I still haven't got any answer do you to know, that. Do you know? That's a good question because you know I think the profile before I think it goes in it's generations kind of thing where okay maybe at one time there were maybe black people or people of colour coming in they thought who were trying to come in as drug dealers or potential gangsters or rapists or anything, criminals from other country and they, they just thought okay they're coming from that particular type so we're going to just look after, look for those particular type of people and I think you know what, it shifted after 9-11 I think in a way sometimes if it's me and another gentleman who's maybe has a beard and looks a certain way they're actually a higher target than me mm. and they could be just as innocent as me mm. but again yeah. it's the profiling right. of what they're looking for while the real criminal just walks right through 
history. But you know, you mentioned something about drug dealers and and gang members. You know, gang related, whatever that is. But you know, white people they sell drugs too. Hundred percent. You know, and uh, white people they they belong to gangs too. You know, but why why only black people get stopped? You know, why you get you know I've I've been stopped, uh, searched. You know, for no reason, and then and and, and, there's, and there's another thing. Not even uh, a sorry. You know what? Because so, they never found anything. It's the expectation. They but want, yeah, they expect to find something as yes, well. Yes, but they didn't find anything. You know, at least an apology. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, sorry about that. You know, we just, you know the, the arrogance. Like, okay, I'll deal with it. And they just sometimes just walk off. We don't no re no uh, explanation. Pop, pop your bag, exactly. Just tear up in your bag and then just throw it in. You're like, hold on. I just spent time packing that. Hmm. You found nothing. You can't even try and fold the stuff back as, as you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, I, where it comes from, I don't know. The arrogance. To I, I, you to know what? Well, for me, it's racism. It has to be racism. It's not another thing. And um, it, 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 it has to be racism. There's not. There's not. There's not other way. There's not. Other, there's not other explanation. Explanation to this is plain and simple racism. What's your worst? Experience traveling because I've got one. I want to know what yours. Mate, that, I've I've got I've got a few, mate. I've got a few, but one that has hurt me the most it has to be the one that the we me and group me and a group of guys went to Scotland for a, um, a stag do, and um, I get I was the last one. Okay, be, let me start from the beginning. Before this this trip to Scotland I sent my passport to the immigration office in Sweden because I applied for Swedish citizenship and I only had my uh, ID, my national ID card on me which you can travel around Europe no problem so I got to Gothenburg with a group of the guy with a group of guys you know the, 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 my companions and um, they all went through I was mind you I was the only black person in the group so we got there, those guys, no problem. Everyone just slid in. Um, my turn, gave my ID card, the, the, the immigration officer uh, was asking me, what's this about this, my national ID? Oh, I've never seen this before. Which to me, that's his job. He, he should know, exactly, he should know, he should know that. And then checking here and there and everywhere and uh, asking me all those silly questions and everyone, just boarded the plane everyone just gone I'm the last one last one and then um, eventually that how it just let me through and I was the last guy the only person on the coach bus to the coach right to the to the plane and as soon as I got on the plane they shut the door we took off got to London pretty much the same thing got to Scotland you know we, we went to Aberdeen and it was a smaller airport you know it was no, no issues there and um, went through and the guys now they question what's going on and I explained to them right explained to them and they were laughing okay fair enough you guys think it's funny but for me it's not but you know I just took it and then a few months later we met at my place for a few drinks and barbecue and I heard this from the first time that so, someone within the group I'd come up with this lie, yeah, saying that 
I traveled with a piece of paper saying who I was, my address, or whatever that they said. And like, what? Something Seriously? Something you made yourself. Yes, something I made myself, right? Okay. And uh, every black person listening to this knows, right? We would never do that. If you haven't got a document, you're just not going to travel. What person? What person would do that? Exactly. No, well, white people probably would, they would get away with it, but we black people would never get away with that. So, and what hurt me the most for the, that person or those persons that came up, who came up with that lie, you know, that's undermining my experience, right? Basically saying, no, nah, are you so stupid? How stupid can you be to try to travel with a piece of paper saying this is who I am? Do you know what I mean? That is so infuri- infuriating, infuriating. And uh, uh, um, hurtful, man. I, I was, I was really pissed off. I still am, in a sense. I still am disappointed with people with that. But if it was, I don't think that would happen if it was just, uh, if let's say, if you were there too. You know, I don't think that. You know, maybe they would. But that really, I think that was my worst experience. Not because of the police stopping me or anything like that, but the people I travel with. But that's so come with that light. To me, that starts in two places, that, that whole experience, because number one, somebody doesn't know their job. Number two, and mm. so many people get in trouble because people don't know their own job. Mm. I mean, a permit, a, a travel, a national identity card is something that everybody in Europe mm. generally knows you can travel with. Yeah. Two, the group don't know the experience and what it feels like to just want to go on holiday and be normal like everybody else mm. and to be singled out as a problem and to be highlighted and to be made made fun of really, yeah fun of in yeah. a sense because exactly. you don't know the deep how how what's the word it can be very undignified you feel yeah, that you feel it's, it's, it's not a nice experience because absolutely you just want to it's holiday yeah. everyone's in a everyone's traveling for a good experience and everyone mm. just wants to go and relax but if you're not used to it and you just don't understand how it what it feels like to be singled out that probably would be the response that mm. we made a joke out of, you know. And I think I say it's a joke for us if I was there or anybody else, we'd know it's not funny mm. because you know the implications and the seriousness of what can happen. You can miss the flight, you'd have to pay again, you could be the only one that has to get arrested because you speak back. Yeah, there's so many negative things that can happen when you when you challenge in that kind of environment as mm. well that you have to humble yourself which mm. you shouldn't have to you know? exactly but you know it's just those experiences I think uh, just my own personal experience one of the worst is when I think I flew back to Jamaica and uh, for a funeral in the family I lost two family members and so I'm already a bit emotional anyway mm. and on leaving the country uh, just going up the stairs after doing the whole uh, bag check and everything this guy, I swear, just morphed out of the wall behind the plant and just came up to me and he's like, "Oh, hi, where are you going?" And I was like, "What?" It was hiding okay. behind the plant. <laughs> I guarantee, honestly, God, my eyesight's twenty twenty. I never saw this man standing there, and the next minute he just morphed out from the behind this big plant in front Shit. of me. I was like, "Right, you hide good." Anyway, he came to me and he's like, "Oh, where are you going?" And I go. Well, I'm going to the UK. He goes, oh, I work for the foreign office, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, so first off, let me see your identification and mm-hmm. why are you stopping me? Oh, we, I need to talk to you. I said, talk to me for what? Because I'm just angry by now. I just want to get home. Mm-hmm. I've just had a, like, a very traumatic experience. I just want to get home now. 
So, cut a long story short, he starts questioning me as to where I was, how long I was in the country, how I paid for my ticket, and why am I going back? Uh, and you know when someone's like, I, you're, emo- you're emotional already. Mm. I'm just looking through this guy and just looking at him like I'm going to kill him. I just don't <laughs> know how yet. Right? And then he's standing there telling me, are you sure your, your family members passed away? That was the question. Oh I told God. him I'm there for a funeral and he asked me something as stupid as sure? that. I was ready to... Anyway, let me just not incriminate myself here because I'm still looking for him. But yeah. <laughs> so... I explained that, gave him my card. He goes, how did you pay for your card? Where do you work? What do you do? And I'm thinking, why am I asking these questions? I goes, do you not hear my accent? Do you, do you think I'm here to just mess around? Do you, do you want to go through my bag? I said, why do you stop me and you're letting other people go through that? Clearly, I can say, you know what? You need to check that guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like me, but I know what he was doing in the toilet when I came out the toilet. Mm-hmm. If you check his nose, there's something white on his nose. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's something white in his bag, but you're profiling me. Mm-hmm. Cut a long story short, he had to go check who I worked for, which was a obviously a very big company in London. Mm-hmm. Had to check how I paid for my flight. When, I came, when he came back and everything checked out, threw down my passport threw down my passport and I said you're so lucky you're so lucky you're wearing you think you got that foreign office protection you think that's going to protect you as soon as I got home I'm not one for writing complaints I was on it I got one of my good English friends to write in their best English accent that would make sure that, the, that his bosses knew that I'm not playing around. Mm-hmm. I got a full apology because mm-hmm. I demanded an apology. I said that was such a dehumanizing experience that I've gone there for a funeral and you're questioning me. And you didn't even ask, you didn't, know, you didn't even ask the questions about drugs because he was trying to insinuate. Mm-hmm. But he was, it's the more for me, I felt you're, I can't just go and go to my country, go back to a country where I'm from and you're still going to try and make my experience even more traumatic or more traumatic than what it already is mm-hmm. didn't like it didn't like that and from that day even more so that's when I started writing complaints because that I am not going through again and I'm still looking for it nah, that's, that's <laughs> disgusting man and um, and you know if you go back to my travelling to to Scotland you know I don't know about you mate but me um, when I travel I take all my documents. I take my oh, no my, doubt. My, my passport. I take my ID card. I take my Swedish ID card. My banks. I all all my, the all I the take cards. My bus pass. That's like, how. That's how every, you have every, to have everything, everything. Everything has my name and picture on it. I'm taking it with me. God. All of them. And there's another thing. Let's say you know sometimes yeah when you 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 measurements and your documents. Sometimes it says 170 and then there are 71 in, and then 169 or whatever that is. And uh, when I get my, my documents, I want to make sure, I tell the guy, listen, here it says 177. It has to be 177 in my passport now. No doubt, no. <laughs> because I don't want to have one centimetre less or more on the on the documents because... That's the that reason for, me, for them to arrest you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And... And 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 what um, I, with my friends I travel with, you know, the, the 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 hurt is they don't understand the humiliation that we go through when we travel, and for them to to make the fun of, fun of me for that, and that is disgusting. But I, I, you know, it, I'm okay now, okay, but it took me a while to to swallow that. You know, we, oh man, I was, I was fuming. One day told me that I mean I was. 
I was fuming, mate. That was oh man. Did yeah. you have that? Did you have that conversation after to express to to show them what how it, the traveling experience is different for you and why? Even though you may see it as funny amongst yourself, it's not funny to me because it's my experience. No, you know what? One of them tried to convince me that was the truth. That I had the paper with me. Okay, you can't you know? everybody. But you know, but then I I kind of had to bite my tongue because we were in my place. I don't okay. want to be rude to anyone. Yeah. But if you were somewhere else, then I would, I mean, I would, I would have a, I would, nah, mate, you lying. I would, I would have been, yeah, I would, oh, mate, yeah, I would. For me, that would just been a silly conversation because, as you said mm. before, who's travelling with something they make at home? Yeah, <laughs> mate, just, yeah, that is. It's just simple. You won't get on a bus with a, with a bus. You, you know what? I think, I think a, a white person would. A white, a white guy. That's... A white person would. Yeah, yeah, I think so, mate, because... But a black person, mate, there's no one in Europe or in the world, for that matter. Probably in Africa, but it depends if you're going to, you know, because you've got this, um, some countries, they've got this um, agreement where you don't need to show your passport. Like, I think it's West Africa, they've got an agreement that every country from West Africa, they free free traveling there. So you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't need to show any passport, any visa, anything like that. So probably those countries, you know, but... Mate, there's not one black person in Europe, definitely not in Europe, that would do that. Yeah, ever, I'm, ever, I'm ever, ever. Yeah. It would never happen. Ever happen. Yeah, man. So that was that was my, I think, well, no, it, it, of course, my I've had not so ple- pleasant um, uh, experience, but I think that one, that one was the worst because of the group I was with. Okay. You know, some of them I work with. Um, some of them, you know, we met before a few drinks here and there, you know. But yeah, that because that was a group we worked, we 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 we, we traveled together. Yeah. And for them to come up with that, that was for me, that was disgusting. That, that really, really, really got got to me. It really did. Yeah. I mean. Now a question for you, man. Um, if I may, um, what is is there any country in Europe that you would definitely, definitely not visit, and why? There's about a list of a hit list of about fifteen, and they're all in one particular area areas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a few that I know. Like I'm very open minded when I go places and I learn about places before I travel. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, my common sense tells me no. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know I'm not welcome there. And even if I am welcomed by some, I'm not welcomed by the majority. So unfortunately, they win, and then my mum gets to see me again because that's more important as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. And I know it's because you know some countries are still late developing in terms of the worldwide, the world, the world that we live in, where you know everyone breathes the same air and bleeds the same blood. Mm-hmm. A lot of people still don't cater to that that we are one. Mm-hmm. So there is still like a superiority complex that I mm-hmm. believe is the case in some countries uh, which is cool because I'm not missing out if, if I'm not welcome I don't really need to go there I mean I won't go into too much details uh, probably most people know if they're black mm-hmm. but um, like Russia for example mm-hmm. don't want to go there I would like to go see like the Kremlin just because I think the architecture, history, all the, all the things I really like about when I travel and learning about countries, culture. I would like to do that. And I'm sure I am welcomed there by many, but I also know there's another flip side that I'm not. And I'd rather weigh up the risk factor, like I said, on getting back on the plane safely. And if I can't, I don't need to go. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know how it is for you. I've had friends that have, you know, I re- I'd like to research places as well. Obviously, I listen to friends' testimonies if they've gone places and their experience. I see what other people of my colour have gone and experienced there. And there's some countries that I'm just not safe. Mm. It's like going to a war zone where there's no war. But just <laughs> simply because I look different. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I'm a threat. They feel that I'm a threat or I'm away. But... They choose to not judge me on what conversation we have. Mm-hmm. They just want to judge me on what they think they know about me. And that's Their cool. Perception of you, yeah. That's cool. No, I mean, me too. I've got a few countries in Europe that, uh, no, I would de- never, never, you know, for me, I would never go there. You know, I'm not going to mention names because I've got some of, I know people from some of these countries. I don't want to mention none of those countries, but there are countries in Europe that would never, ever, ever, ever go one like you said you know I want to come back home sound and safe and uh, and the other thing is uh, you know you never know if you're going to come back you know they're getting thrown in jail for no reason and and uh, spend time in jail for no reason other than just because you're black I don't want to do that and I don't, I don't want to put myself and my family into that you know uh, in have enough of that at home in the UK so I don't really want to go somewhere I have to have the whole the same old process of like going to a small town in the UK walking into a shop and someone's following me Mm. I haven't got the time for doing that in another country especially if I don't know the language as well Mm. and they can say whatever they like to whatever authority member they like and I'm going to look like the one that did something wrong Mm. I have no time but let me ask you like worldwide I mean there's um, other countries that are probably would go um, that I've been welcomed on the flip side as well mm-hmm. and been surprised that you know I haven't I expected maybe a different experience and I got a really good experience I listened to what you know other people have said and then I've taken myself to that country and I've been pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. and I've been treated well I mean okay. um, That's like, yeah I mean my, as much as I've always been to like Asian oriental culture and stuff samurai Japanese so um, I've gone to Far East Asia a few places over there and I travelled to Japan one time and you know the general consensus of some of my friends like be careful be careful just a little bit funny over there completely different experience I've gone there Wow. Gone into a place. Japan's got a big reggae scene, so I was really? quite interested. Yeah, big Jamaica, big Jamaican Are you reggae serious? fans. Yeah, Japan? I was totally surprised. Yeah, that, that was another draw. Like I never seen a Rasta Japanese. <laughs> like, it was <laughs> quite a good experience. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, like, you know what? I've, no, I have. No, I don't know if he's Japanese, but he's, there, there is a guy here in Muros. He had dreadlocks. Massive. They are so big into it, and then, I mean, wow, they're I good studiers. They, they study a lot. They study reggae. So I went to a club. Uh, basically found it by myself uh, got in there started you know enjoying the vibe seeing everyone jamming to my music I'm like okay I'm good I'm alright I know I can stay here for two weeks I'm good but we went in there and then this guy like looked at me and then came up and spoke to me and I was like okay that's not normal because you mean we all know our London kind of trigger like what do you want from me he's going to try and rob me let me think 20 ways to get out of this 
and he asked me like what's my name where i'm from you know how are you can i buy you a drink i was like is he coming on to me or what i don't, I don't know <laughs> but it was cool but then that was me not appreciating a positive experience of someone genuinely just being nice or just a bad yeah, yeah nah. <laughs> but he was just being nice and and then that's what i liked uh, and that was the thing and then he introduced me to his friends you know mm. found that he used to work in london a little bit and then cut a long story short i ended up partying with them the whole night they invited me back to their place that's when wow. I was a bit worried again Ooh. and then um, uh, with his girlfriend you know that she cooked dinner they offered do I want to stay and I was like okay my, my, my radar's going off now I need to get out of this place <laughs> but against my home world they were so nice I said okay I will stay and I, I don't sleep too much anyway so I stayed up very late in the morning and went straight in the morning but do you want breakfast? Um, you know, if basically, if I went my time in Japan, if I was bored, I was more than welcome to hang out with them, have dinner, meet wow. their friends. I had never been graced, had that kind of experience in the country before. And I traveled to other parts in Japan, Kyoto, um, Osaka, and a, sm a few more smaller towns as well, um, where I heard that it's, you know, they're a little bit funny. Mm -hmm. And I met this really old, nice lady on the bullet train and I had no food. I was on a six hour journey. And she noticed I was sitting there and she came up to me, she goes, couldn't speak English. But she took out some food for herself and she took out and she put it in front of me and she just bowed and said, like, for you. And I was like, no, I'm okay. And she was like, like, you must eat. That's what she was telling me, you must eat. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I don't want to be rude here. Um, but you know, I'm not meant to eat from people I don't know. <laughs> That's what my mum always taught me. But she was so insistent and she couldn't speak English. I, my Japanese was just from the 10 words that I'd learned. Mm -hmm. But we had a conversation and it was such a humbling experience for me. And she got up and then she, you know, bowed and said, take care that's what she that's all she said wow and then nice. i was i was broken i was so broken just to have that kind of generosity i mean i love japan and what that experience done for me and that's the flip side of not being not being too short and then mm. being pleasantly surprised you know and i've been back there a few times and my experience has only been positive all the time and across certain parts of Asia, some a little bit more dodgy than others, okay. but I've been genuinely appreciated. China, Vietnam, I've been appreciated, which has been cool. A country to what I would have thought my experience would have been, mm -hmm. it's sometimes been a plus that I'm black. Wow, you man, know? that's that's interesting. That's and, very, and that's, that's, cool that's the flip side because again, I've heard mm, maybe not, but my experience, it's been a plus point, you know. And I think even with traveling as itself. As much as I know it can be negative sometimes, the experience, it can also be a lifesaver as well. AKA, like in Brazil, you say you're like English, that might be a problem. But, really? Or American, yeah. Oh. They, they weren't too keen. But I said, oh, I'm Jamaican. Oh my God. All up in the favelas, giving me food. You know, <laughs> me and my phrase, Nigerian, we're out there doing our thing. And this woman that was working in there as a like relief worker had been mm. there for like eight months from Belgium, this white lady. And then she was like, I've never seen these people being so friendly to a, uh, an outsider. And you've only been here one day, and because we're with his friend, um, who's Brazilian. And then uh, we're just us. And then they gave us t-shirts and she goes, I've been here eight months and they haven't given me anything. <laughs> I was like, well, 
it, and this guy came with no teeth, came up to me, he saw me in my Jamaica flag, he's like, Bob Marley. Marley. <laughs> Couldn't say any English Bob Marley, but yeah. he said one love. Yeah. And when he said one love, sold, Respect. you know? Respect. And then even sitting in there late at night in this favela, because his mum, my friend's mm. friend's mum found out, she's like, what are you not doing there? And it's like, they don't want us to leave. And we were welcomed back all the, all the time. You know, and it was crazy because when we spoke to other people, they said no one's really allowed in there. But we're brothers. That's good, man. That's, that's, and that that's... was it. The skin worked. <laughs> it was a safe zone. Okay. <laughs> that's good, man. That's, that's very good. Um, you know, for me, there are some, you know, we, are, we talked earlier about countries that are in Europe that would be, I would not travel to. You know, US is one of them. You know, you know, I'm, I'll go to any country that. Dodgy one for me, sometimes. Yeah, you know, I would go to any country that is predominant, not predominant, but you know, a lot of black people. I would, you know, I feel comfortable because I'm, I'm, I'm among my, uh, my people, and um, but US is a country that I've got no desire to visit. I've never been there. I've got no plan to go there. There's a place I would never work whole year, save my money to go and. Because I'm gonna go to US. I don't. It doesn't attract me whatsoever. And the reason it does in the history of the country and how they treat black people there. You know, the, the police brutality, the racism in that country. So I, you know, is a country. I mean, I'm not saying I will never go there, but for me to work hard one year or through the year to go to US, I will never do that. I would, however, if let's say a friend or a family member gonna get married and I was invited to the wedding and that person you know deserves my um special my, yeah exactly my to be you know that special lady of course I would I would I would go but otherwise no 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 and Brazil even Brazil Brazil is one of the countries growing up like US was one of the countries that was my top list to go to and Brazil definitely not me. You know, again, same same thing. I would never work, or, uh, you know, save my money to to go to to, to Brazil. No, I would go to one place though. I would. Um, it would be Bahia. Bahia. Yeah. I would go north. to Bahia. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the only place I would gladly go because and and I'm what I'm saying about um, I want people to understand the reason I'm saying I feel comfortable where there's a lot of black people because I was brought up here in Europe and as a black man in Europe you know when you know when you walk somewhere you know you've been judged you know people looking at you 100% and (laughs) your friends that's the thing you know Angelica me and Angelica have been together for for eternity now and uh, (laughs) yeah yeah and um, she doesn't see see things that I see we've been together you know her kids is they are half black still she doesn't have the lenses that we have you know we see that racism that look you only take a few seconds what we've seen it's too late it's me yeah. and that person that gave that look yeah. we know what that is so i get that look all not all the time but most of the time but you have that internal trigger exactly you have that radar now if i'm gonna tell my friends look this and they're gonna tell me i'm overreacting or we overthinking things or come on this can't be racism all the time we know this mate I was brought up with this Different I know levels. what is I know listen we've got we've got this um, uh, uh, special power 
to detect racism. It's an internal radar. Mate, listen. You know there's a discomfort in someone, regardless by a look, a glance, a touch, or movement of an object. You know that that person is mm. uncomfortable or they're thinking something. Yeah. And you try, you're open-minded about everything, mm. but you just kind of watch. After seeing that signal, you just watch. Exactly. And you're just waiting for the proof. Yeah. And then once the proof happens, you're like, I know. Mm. But yeah. it's okay. I'm just going to do my own thing yeah, anyway. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what we do. you're not going to bother my day yeah. kind of thing. And that's what we do. And, 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 when, and now my best experience, my best experience, it was when I went home. You know, first time in 30 years. When I went home wow. for the first time, right? When I got there, I showed my passport. You know, um, like I said, I was brought up in, in, in Europe. So, you know, you know, we know what we go through there. So I'm, in my mind, here we go again. Good question. Where is home? Home, Cape Verde Islands. Cabo Verde. Yeah? That was uh, when I went home. So I gave I gave the, the immigration officer my passport. He looked at it, looked at me, welcome. Hand back my passport. Welcome. I'm like, you know, like, hold on a minute. Is this a joke? Someone, you know, is he, is he pranking me looking for cameras or <laughs> that's what I was oh for. okay he gave me a passport I walked like uh, waiting for someone hey where are you going <laughs> welcome wow. as soon as I, I got off and I, I you know I walked past and I came out I was still thinking shit what what it just hit me wow it's just what white people feel that was my first experience like someone gave me a look at my passport didn't scrutinise it didn't put it in the machine just look at my passport look on my face didn't give you hand it back look. and then welcome welcome home shit that was a whoa I would have been paranoid after mate, that I would have been paranoid do you know what I mean? thought I'd have been on the radar of the country or something yeah, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. no one tells so, me welcome when they look at my passport <laughs> yeah so coming coming back to Sweden now you know man I you know we're, we're, not Sweden, we were living in England back then coming back to Heathrow uh, you know the, the reality just hit in my face again the scrutiny uh, searching my bags and where you're coming from and uh, what are you doing in London so I live here you know how many times uh, mate, it, just, it, it was crazy mate. you know I had to yeah. I even sh- I, I even showed my national insurance number yeah. to the guy listen yeah. this is me mate you see I live here oh okay I think I, I, I even took oh one thing I used yeah. to do in England I used to take my pay slip oh wow my last pay slip I always take with me always have it with me See, system. Yeah. Always, always take my pay slip with me. Always take took it with me because I know. Yeah. But it's an operation. It's 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 an operation mm-hmm. before you even think about just going to the airport. You have to pre-think everything that's gonna mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. So it's I think, and that's where one of my good my best mates, um, he is not. He's a white guy, and until he started traveling with me because I used to travel everywhere, and he mm-hmm. was like, "Bro, you're just going these places," and I was like, "Well." why not you, you know you can sit down and not do anything or get up and go and he used to travel with his family and he'd tell me oh I get no problems traveled with me I would let him go first mm-hmm. just so that he can get through and he can watch because again we're playing a game we're going to see how long who gets through first I would get stopped mm-hmm. and he just through traveling with me he realized that right there is a difference between how he travels and this guy looks rough. <laughs> he is rough when he travels. He doesn't care. You know, he's got the beard. It's like, hey, do you not going to tidy yourself up? But to sit on a long flight. But he'd do it. But, and he'd realise that, wow, I just get to walk through. And I was like, yeah, it's just how it goes. That's how it goes. You know? 
And what, what was your experience, you know, when you went to England? Do you want to talk a bit about that? When uh, you got, you know, the, the, you were there for was it Christmas, you went to... Oh, when I travelled back, just to... Yes, oh, do you want to talk a bit Fancy bit Covid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone knows during the, you know, there was flight restrictions going back through different countries. Coming back to Sweden, you needed to have a reason to come back here. Mm. So everyone had to have their PCR tests, which everyone doesn't know. It's you had to have yours had to be have a negative test for 72 hours and you had to have which was the main thing that they said at the time before the flights were open back to travel to Sweden so having traveled here had all my paperwork making sure everything was stamped sealed to the dot on the time that even if there was a delay I still had extra time over the 72 hours to the no one could tell me that oh you're 72 hours and one second over right it's invalid everything was legit everything was done plane was stopped all the na- swedish nationals were taken off the plane first i sat there very cocky confident like yeah i'm good and it's just the british nationals uh, that are sitting on the plane i was like probably like the f- fifth one in line so a guy came to me asked me for my details gave him my certificate proof to fly blah 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 he's like oh what's this and i've heard the conversation of nhs which is a national health service certificate which they said we needed and was okay as they checked it at heathrow before for half an hour they were checking to see if it was okay the guy said i've been off i know it hasn't been allowed he called up half an hour yeah it's fine i said are you sure yeah it's fine cool so i'm cocky as hell i'm confident yeah i'm sitting there he takes mine he's looking at it. he's looking at it I'm like, okay i heard someone ahead have the same test he got off the plane he came to me oh his supervisor lady must have come and said oh he has this and then she just, the, the look, as you said, that she gave me, <laughs> I already knew what was going on. And I was just like, oh my God. So I just text uh, like my aunt. I was just told her there's going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. So he's asking me, questioning me, when did I get it? Why am I here? I said, well, I'm on the plane because I have all the proof like everybody else on mm-hmm. the plane. Okay. He went away. They carried on. They carried on. Now I'm listening to everybody else. Oh, you've got a different test. Oh, this test isn't on the list oh but you can come off the plane I'm like okay somebody else has a national health service test they come off the plane so by this point I can see who's ahead of me and then I turn around and look behind me oh I'm the only black guy on the plane (laughs) let's see how this works out cut a long story short the man comes back to me and says oh well you're gonna have to go back your test isn't on the list I said well the other two people that I've heard you say they have the same test as me mm-hmm. and they seem to be off the plane but yet you're telling me I have to go back and he's like and the woman comes over and she's like no you don't have the right test it's not on the list I said well this is the government website and as you can see from the NHS they're the ones who actually you click yeah. the link on their website and it's the main that is the nas- national and service and I'm trying to explain yeah. it's the national health service and I said this loud so that to see who would back me up no no one would jump in and do anything anyway because that's the English thing to do unless you're friends mm-hmm. you know and then no one said a word but I said look it's the same test that everybody else the two people I know oh they're different I said what's different <laughs> what's different so by this time I'm just like well can you speak I just sat down I just said because it's not going to be an argument that I no, can fight true. because I know they're police they can arrest me where I work and what I do I can't have any trouble 
I get sent back. I'm the only one sent back on the plane. And some other guy who was a ginger guy from Manchester who had tattoos and obviously didn't look right to them as well, sent him back because he clean had something else that they didn't like. So we started talking. He goes, you're the only black guy that's been, you're the only one who went, got sent back. And you had the test like the other woman that went past me. I said, I know. Anyway, when I let, when I landed back, and then I've told my family what's going on. They've checked out everything. They've seen news reports of people on my same flight, the same people that had been let into the terminal to, to why they figured it out, but they were allowed to stay. Right, so well, you, you thought that those people, they were let out of the plane, but they were gonna come back. That's what you thought? I thought they were good. I thought they had all the right documentation as I did. Oh, they right. had okay. the wrong documentation as well, apparently. But they are the point is they were allowed to sit in the terminal why they figured it out. Why but somebody you, but I got deported okay. like the classic, okay, what's he done <laughs> wrong? Gone back. And I and I laughed and it's, it wasn't funny, but I was like, right, I've actually hit another milestone. I've been deported because <laughs> you're Jamaican you should be deported from yeah. somewhere as a joke but it was that experience of coming back and then reading the articles that other people were allowed to stay they were arguing mm. shouting in, in front of the police's face to say that they demand that they stay and they demand that they sort it out I said to my friends can you imagine if I did that we all oh, know man, what would you, happen you, we all know what happened so you know for going through that experience I was vexed Mm, so imagine. vexed I can imagine. because I have to now pay again for another flight I have to now pay for another test which is like £250 each so you and two tests one to come and get one rejected to come. and another one right and to get accepted well why, why do you think you get upset, accepted this time then well, because you were still because, it was it, still, it was because still the test. same next day it was confirmed that mm. the National Health Service test is legitimate right but they didn't want to listen to what I had to say but they listened to the two other people right and then that's when I turned around and thought oh am I in the right place Mm. is that how it is Mm. is that that still going to be a problem for me being here and I know it hasn't been my experience here but it just disappointed me that Mm. I didn't expect that that I was treated differently again from from other people and the fact is everything was 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 done documentation like you said before you don't move unless everything is in order so i sat there cocky on the yeah. plane like yeah, yeah let me do yeah, this check. let me do this you know uh, there's another thing that i don't know about you mate, but to me sometimes i you know I, I feel guilty sometimes you know certain questions that they ask me i'm oh, you know i'm, I'm heart I'm, start beating, heart yeah, start I'm, beating I'm, fast. I, I am asking myself well, you know when they ask you did you pack your bag I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that one. yeah, yes, I did. I think so. I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking, yourself. did I? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, of course I did. But you know, still like, you know, second second guessing yourself or who, who uh, touched my bag? Yeah. When did I leave my bag empty from the car to the airport, which yeah. I was in, and no one was in the bag. Yeah, exactly. But those, those, those questions that you know, the the way they they, they ask them, you know, I'm sure they've asked some those questions to to white person. I, I, I'm sure of that, you know, but the way they ask me they've asked me is like he's in an accusing way you yeah know? you feel yeah. guilty it's like asking your question you know it's, it's um yeah this is it's uh, because it's it we, I, we feel of different for me it's like i'm expected to do wrong mm-hmm. so that's already i'm i have to stop i have to prove my innocence mm-hmm. that's how i feel like i'm already guilty in in whoever's eyes that's there but that i have to prove that i'm innocent right and i end up making myself feel guilty like if I took a lie detector test I'd fail and I've done nothing wrong <laughs> but 
but it's the experience of having to have, go through the same thing every yeah. time, every time, every time. You know, it's, it builds up the anxiety yeah, inside, and go. that's the thing that I, I just hate about. If I have to pick anything with traveling, it's the security bit. Yeah. You, know? you know, and that's that's what can just mess up your whole experience. And it does, it does. And you know, that's that's the thing. I mean, for me, it should be the size should be. You know, people love traveling, and Jagger she loves traveling. I, I know some of my my Caucasian friends they love traveling. And uh, and you you do, you like you you love traveling, but for me I, I like it around here. I mean I do like travel, but long distance flight that's my problem because I get bored. Oh, I reading it. reading doesn't help. Listening to music doesn't help. Sleeping I can't sleep. So that you know, but for me uh, the experience to go places that that's what should matter. But it doesn't anymore because you know what you're going to go through. So that expectation, the the anxiety to go to that, no anxiety to what you call it the um, looking forward to yeah you know it, looking forward to the, experience, the, the positive experience yeah, exactly that is cut short because we know what we're going to go through right. yeah. and, and yeah. you're right and that's it and and that's it and that's that's the thing that we have to try and dispel and that mm. was part of my reason that was my that was my reasoning to myself that you know what I'm going to do what I want because why shouldn't I mm. and that was the thing that came part of it the why shouldn't I I have friends that travel and oh I went here and went there I'm going to do it as much as it was it felt negative mm. I owned it realised how to combat it and then go and went with it and that's why you know I've travelled so many places with my friends because I wanted to encourage the experience of travelling because it's beautiful yeah. it's, it's, it's learning about cultures different foods sun those are the experience that everybody on this planet should be moving it should to be, it should. and we as black people should not feel restricted just because of one experience, that experience, we it's know the, the experience and we know it's horrible. But you know what? I'm gonna go through it. But you know what? For me, sometimes it just is not worth it, mate. For me, this is my my opinion. You know, the the, the humiliation, the and not knowing what could happen. You know, but listen, but they can throw you in jail for no reason. That there's no reason whatsoever, just because you're black. But that's they, because they've got this perception about you, and. Yeah, man. But I own it. That's the thing now. And I yeah. know exactly what you mean and what you're talking about. But mm. I, I I, own it. Because if you're going to try and humiliate you, I'm going to humiliate you back. Mm. And I'm going to yeah. do it by the right way. And that's how I deal with it personally. Mm. That everything is stamped. Everything is correct. Everything mm. is right. So you can question me. I'm going to make you look stupid. Mm. Because I'm going to take that power for myself. And I'm going to humiliate you. Because if you just treat me right, there's no problem. Like you mm. treat everybody else. But when you step over that mark to try and make single me out mm-hmm. and I don't like embarrassment, I'm coming for you and I'm coming for you hard. And, you know, and I feel no way to complain and do everything that everybody else would do, because that's my way of, OK, you won't do it. You've done it to me this time, but you'll think twice about doing it the next, next time. time. Do your job properly. That's all I ask you to do. Do your job properly and, as, and be impartial as you're meant to be. Yeah. And if the signs are right, they're right. If they're wrong, they're wrong. Mm. Simple as that. We run it. We, we we run out of time. Uh, just one last question. If you get a quick one, um, do you see any change in this? You see that it will change in the future where we're not going to get scrutinised as we do today. That we're going to get stopped and and even you know, God knows what can happen. Do you, you think know it what? can happen one day? Do you know what? The world is moving 2021. We're still backwards, but we're still going forwards. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, people just need to do the right job. You know, just because someone looks black, blue, pink, red, if they're doing something that's wrong, 
then they should be highlighted. Mm. You know, it's not just you can't just stop someone just because they're they're black. If you're doing something wrong that's that is clearly dodgy, then you have to stop. Mm. But you know, I think the world will get better, and everyone is getting better because we realise there's a lot of discrimination going out there. It's getting there. It's getting better. But everyone, it's getting there, and it's good. Oh mate, on that note, you know what? Thank you, Adrian. Thank you for coming. No uh, problem, really enjoy no your having this chat. We need to catch up again and do it. Um, you know, I, I would like to, uh, to 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 thank everyone listening to this, and I hope you enjoy this. And um, yes, mate, thank you, thank you for being here again. You know, yeah, no, thank you. Good and um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this. And um, until next time, thank you. <laughs>